I believe that God is at work all around us. I believe that God is always at work, but many times we just don't see Him. Sometimes we don't see Him because we're not worshiping Him. Sometimes we don't see Him because we have unconfessed sin. Sometimes we don't see Him because we're looking for Him at work in the wrong place. God is at work all around us. And I believe that we have seen a great work of God right here, right now, among us. Thank you for listening to the Calhoun Baptist Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Abney. Brother Mark preached from Luke chapter 24 in his sermon title, Worship in God's Work. And now, Brother Mark. Looking in Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, entitled this message, Worship and God at Work. Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse 13. It's a rather lengthy text, so you can remain seated if you'd like. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. That's a perfect distance, isn't it? And they were talking to each other about all the things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still and looked sad. And one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem, redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some, of our, some, of, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And he said to them, O foolish ones, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. And he acted as if he was going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards evening and the day is far spent. So he went in and stayed with them, and he was at the table with them, 
And he took bread and he broke it and he gave it to them and their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, did, our, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road and while he opened the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem and they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, the Lord indeed has risen and has appeared to Simon. They told, then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Let's pray. Father God, take your scripture and impart it to us. Allow your Holy Spirit to interpret it. Hide me behind the cross, give me the words to speak, that everything that's said might honor and glorify you. Lord, don't let me say anything of myself, but everything that you want us to hear, and we will praise and glorify and lift you up and worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Last week we talked about worship. We found out that worship is not singing or music. It's not preaching or prayer. It's not offerings or church attendance. These are only outward manifestations of true worship. True worship comes out of a grateful heart full of adoration and joy and salvation. This week I want to connect worship to how worship opens up the window to see God at work. In our text, after Jesus had died on the cross, he was alive, but he had not yet ascended into heaven. And there were two men walking along this road to this town called Emmaus. It was seven miles from Jerusalem. And when Jesus caught up to them, he walked alongside of them. The Bible says they were not able to recognize who Jesus was. Jesus asked them, what, what are y'all talking about? In verse 17, and they stopped dead in their tracks and they looked very sad. A contrite heart is a heart of worship. They asked Jesus why he did not know about the events of the late, and Jesus asked them, what events are you talking about? They, in worship, described uh, the events and how Jesus, a mighty man of God, a prophet in word and deed, was crucified, and how they had hoped that he was the one that would redeem Israel, and how some women had went to the tomb three days after his death, and they met an angel who told them that Jesus was alive. Some others went to the tomb, and it was as the women said, but they did not see Jesus. Jesus answers them in verse 25, saying, O foolish ones, that's not saying, O stupid ones, or O hard-headed ones, he's saying, O you who are slow to believe, O you who are slow in faith, don't you know what the scripture said? Or in other words, why do you act ignorant of the truth? You know, and ignorance is not stupidity, amen? Ignorance is not knowing all the truth. And so he's telling them that they're being foolish and their faith is weak. He says, you're, you're, you're slow of heart to believe what the word of the prophets have, have taught you. It is necessary for Christ to suffer all these things to enter into glory. And Jesus opened up the scriptures of that day, and he preached to them the scriptures concerning himself. Jesus kept on walking and talking with the men in the evening 
And when, the, when it had got late and the day was over, Jesus was going to continue walking on down the road when the two men, the Bible says in one version, constrained him. They strongly urged him to stay with them for the night. And Jesus accepted, and he went in to spend the night with the men. And when supper time come, and the bread was given, Jesus took the bread and broke it and gave it to them. And when he did, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared. When you worship Jesus, you invite him to stay with you. And when you do, your eyes will be opened. You will be open to see who he is. You will open to see what he is doing. This they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us as we walked and talked with him on the road? You see, conviction is worship. Recognizing the Holy Spirit as God at work in you is worship. Notice how they begin to worship Jesus. Even when they did not know it was him who was walking with them, they began to tell the gospel story. They began to tell of all the things that had happened to Jesus as of late and how they had crucified him and how it was the third day and he was supposed to rise on the third day according to scriptures and nobody could find him. And so they was downhearted. They was weak in their faith. They found the preaching very powerful and their hearts burned as he talked to them about the scriptures. They did not know the preacher, but it caused both of them to worship on the road. When the word is preached, people will worship. When the word is heard and believed, people will worship. Notice when worship happens, eyes are opened and Jesus becomes visible. Worship opens the eyes of the believer. And then God shows him or her his plans and where he is working. Notice the work of God that takes place as the men worship. They have a new testimony. Their faith is increased. And they go share the message that very night when they were saying it was dark and we need to go in and sleep. As soon as they knew it was Jesus They said they immediately got up within the same hour and went back to Jerusalem and found the eleven. Had they not been worshiping the Lord as they walked, they would have never have seen Jesus. They would have never have got to see where he was at work and they never would have returned to tell the eleven to firm up their faith and to share the good news with them. You see, when you worship Jesus, your eyes are opened. You see God at work. And you cannot help but go and tell the good news. Romans 10.9 says, The Bible says, Whoever confesses with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believes in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, they shall be saved. You see, salvation begins with worship. Salvation begins with With worship. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Until you worship God, until you hear the word, you cannot be saved. Many times we have heard, God, if you are real, if you are who you say you are, save me. 
You must first worship God in believing that He is who He said He is. And then salvation comes. The result of worship is opened eyes, spiritual vision. When they worshiped Him, they recognized who He was. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. When you worship the Lord, your eyes are opened, and you can see where God's at work. In Acts chapter 9, Saul, who was threatening and killing believers in the name of of the Sanhedrin, who were believers in Jesus Christ, he went to the high priest and he asked him for some letters to the churches at Damascus so that if he found any of these believers, he had the right to kill them. He was on his way to Damascus when he saw a great light and he fell to the ground. Then he heard a voice saying, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul asked, listen closely, Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Notice Saul calls Jesus Lord in that sentence. Jesus answered him saying, I am Jesus. Go to the city and you will be told what to do. Saul got up and dusted himself off, but he was blind. They led him into the city where he sat for three days, not eating or drinking. Jesus came to a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and he told him, Go to Straight Street and find Saul, and when you find him, lay your hands on him so that he can see again. So Ananias did what Jesus commanded, and when he laid hands on Saul, the scales fell off his eyes, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he arose, he was baptized, and immediately he began to preach Jesus. Notice when Saul began to worship. Saul began to worship when he recognized who Jesus was. He said, Who are you, Lord? After he worshiped Jesus, he had faith. He was saved, and his eyes were opened, and God put him to work. When you worship Jesus, your eyes are opened, and God will show you where he's at work. One of the things I hear a lot about today is revival. Folks talk about how God works at revivals to save the lost, to bind up the brokenhearted, to forgive the repentant sinner, and to heal the sick. Many have stated that they would like to see revival break out right here in our community, and so would I. I don't think it's a coincidence, but a godsidence, that there is a work going on right now in our community whereby there are many small groups forming to do a Bible study called Experiencing God. Experiencing God speaks of seven realities of God. First of all, God is always at work. Secondly, God pursues a love relationship with you that is real and personal. Third, God invites you to become involved with Him in His work. Fourth, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, through prayer, through circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purpose, and his ways. God's invitation for you to work with him always leads us to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. You must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what he's doing. And finally, seventh, 
When you come to know God by experience as you obey Him, He accomplishes His work in and through you. John 5.17, Jesus replied, My Father is always working, and so am I. I believe that God is at work all around us. I believe that God is always at work, but many times we just don't see Him. Sometimes we don't see Him because we're not worshiping Him. Sometimes we don't see Him because we have unconfessed sin. Sometimes we don't see Him because we're looking for Him at work in the wrong place. God is at work all around us. And I believe that we have seen a great work of God right here, right now, among us. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You never stop working. You never stop working. Prior to COVID-19, Celebrate Recovery was growing and doing well, but then a virus hit and fear settled in and the churches shut down. Many of the CR folks were lost back to the world, along with many professing believers of the church. The church here at Calhoun dwindled down to the leadership and stayed low in numbers for many weeks. It was during this time that God was working. He started a, a drive-up church. He started Facebook live stream, radio ministries, and podcasts. We had a record low church attendance, but other ministries were reaching more people than ever before. Sometimes we would see as many as 500 hits on the live stream. Where Satan thought he could shut the church down, God was working to allow more and more people to hear the gospel than ever before. Where Satan thought he could cause division in the church, God was working to unify and strengthen those who were firmly planted in him. Then a time come to return to church. The return was slow for some as they were still being attacked by the fear and the chaos going on around us. For others, the return never took place, and many are still not coming to the house of the Lord. During 2021, Celebrate Recovery began to grow, and we have seen a mighty movement of God's work in and among, amongst this ministry. Most of the baptisms from 2019 to present have come out of this ministry. We have seen as many as 50 people plus here at Calhoun, and many times over 100 show up at First Baptist Church Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday night. Is not God at work here in our community? As worship continues through the ministries of the churches and Celebrate Recovery. John 12, 32, Jesus said, And if I be lifted up, I will draw all peoples unto myself. If I be lifted up, I will draw all peoples unto myself. When we, should, when we see God at work, we should make ourselves available to allow him to use us in his work. When by our worship, our eyes are opened, and we see God at work in our community, and we are called to follow God to do his work, would not a great revival break out right here before our very eyes? I believe so. I believe so many times that we're looking for revival 
in our time, in our way of thinking, when if we would just come before God and worship Him, He would open up our eyes to see where He's at work, right under our nose. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you don't see. We don't see because we don't seek. When we seek His face, when we worship Him in spirit and truth, He opens our eyes so that we can see. Seeking God's face is a term that means worshiping God. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart because I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you high and lifted up. I want to see you shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Do you want to see God? Then you must worship him. Worship is the key to spiritual vision. Worship is the way to finding God's plan for your life. There should be many, many more Christians in our community recognizing God at work right here, right now in our midst. The first step in experiencing God in our lives is to see where he is working and then come alongside him and allow him to use us in his work. In conclusion, friends, brothers and sisters, as we sit in this place, or as you listen on live stream or on the web, when you came in these doors, or you sat down at your computer, or on your smartphone, you were worshiping God because you were seeking Him to give thanks to Jesus in awe and adoration, in gratitude, in worship. And there is only one thing that stands between a great revival and you, and that is our sin. What is the sin that so easily ensnares us and keeps us from worshiping God with a whole, clean, worthy heart? Maybe it's the next high from a pill or a bottle. Maybe it's that high-paying job or a bank account. Maybe it's the next approval and popularity from your friends. Maybe it's the next relationship or the relationship you are currently in. Maybe it's the thing or the toy that you just acquired or one you're desiring with your whole heart. Maybe it's the struggle of your will, of what you want versus what God wants in your life. Whatever it is, my prayer, God's will, is that you lay it down and that you worship God with a clean heart. Throughout the Bible, throughout history, the only thing that keeps people from experiencing God is worship. The only thing that keeps people from experiencing God right here, right now, whether you're on the live stream, whether you're in this place, whether you're on your computer, your smartphone, is worship. Are you willing to worship God and recognize who He is? People refuse to worship God, and because they do, they never see God. Their eyes are never opened. They never experience the first work of God in their lives, which is salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the early revivals in Acts, 
They removed all the material things, and they were in one accord. And they were worshiping God when revival broke out. If you want God in your life, if you want to follow Jesus, if you want the Holy Spirit in you, you must worship God. Nothing else matters. Until you worship God, you will not experience salvation. You will not receive His blessings. He will not hear or answer your prayers. And you will not see Him at work. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, worship, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards them who seek Him. Faith is worship. Believing that God exists is worship. Believing that all things are possible through God is worship. Believing that Jesus is God's Son, that He died on the cross for your sins, and that God raised Him from the dead is worship. Believing that God forgives you of your sins, answers your prayer, and blesses you is worship. And believing that when you worship God, He will open your eyes to what He is doing and use you to accomplish His pur purpose and His perfect will in your life is experiencing God every day in your life. Second Timothy 3 says, we are living in very difficult times. People are lovers of themselves. They're lovers of money. They're strong-willed and proud and arrogant. They're disobedient and ungrateful and unholy. They're heartless and unappeasable and slanderous and they lack self-control and they're brutal. They don't love good, but they love evil. They're lovers of pleasure. They're treacherous and reckless and swollen with conceit. They do not love God, but they love to remove God from all the high places. Some, having an appearance of godliness, deny the power. They don't worship God. Don't be one of those people and stay away from people who act like that, the Bible says, because they will keep you from God. Not my words, God's word. Read it for yourself. That is truth. What is it that keeps you from worshiping God? Will you lay it down? Will you confess it and repent of it and worship God so that revival will come upon you and on the people around you? God wants your whole heart. Half-hearted worship is not acceptable to God. When we step out and worship God for the very first time, God opens our eyes to who He is and what He is doing. The first work that He shows us is the work of salvation. He forgives us completely as far as the East is from the West, and He gives us a new heart and a new life. The next thing he, sh he shows us where He is working is He calls us to testify because He asks us to confess Him publicly as Lord. And then He wants us to follow through in a believer's baptism. These are all the work of God, the outward expression of an inward truth. And when you continue to worship Him in your life, in your walk, He will join you to a church a local body of believers. 
and he will continually keep working on you through the process of sanctification. He will show you great and mighty things, and you will experience God at work in your life. This morning, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God is waiting for you to seek him, to believe that he is, and that he sent Jesus to die for you. And when you believe that in your heart and you confess that with your mouth, that Jesus Christ is Lord, God will save you. He will forgive you of your sins and make you a child of his and take you to heaven to live with him forever. When you reject worship, when you choose not to worship who God is and Jesus is, then God rejects you. And you will spend eternity in hell, separated from God forever. A place where the fire never goes out, where the thirst never goes away, where the worm never dies, and you live in torment forever and ever. There are two places everybody will live for eternity. And what you do with Jesus, whether you worship Jesus or choose not to, will designate where you live forever. My prayer this morning is if you've heard this truth, that you would acknowledge Jesus and who he is and ask him to save you. Believers, if we want revival to break out, we have to worship. And the only thing that is causing us not to worship in spirit and truth with the whole heart is the sin that easily ensnares us. So what is it that you need to lay down in order that you might worship God with a pure heart? Would you stand and pray with me? Father God, we pray this morning that you would search us and know us and point out anything in our heart that is between us and you, that we might lay it down that we might be able to worship you with a pure, whole heart so that we might see your great work in this place. Lord, we believe that you're always at work all around us. We believe that you're working right now in hearts, in this place, over the live stream, through the web, where people are hearing your word, because your word never returns void. It always does work, and we know that. Lord, we're praying for great work to be done this morning by the hearing of your word. We pray that many would come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, we pray that as believers, we would cast out any sin that easily ensnared us and slowed us down, that we might worship you with a whole heart, that you might send revival upon us. And Lord, revival may not look like we vision it, but it will be as you vision it, as your plan goes forth. And Lord, help us to see with open eyes as we worship you where you're at work, that we might acknowledge that work, that we might move into that work, that we might be used by you in a great way. And Lord, when we do that very thing, you cause revival to take place. Lord, I pray for revival in my heart. 
I pray that you would instill in me your full spirit as I give up everything that is of my choosing and choose you. Lord, I just want to lay it down this morning before these people that they may know that I want revival. I want to know you more. I want to follow you more. I want to see where you're at work more every day. Lord, don't let sin blind me. So Lord, I pray that you forgive me. I pray that I would turn away from every sin and go the other direction and that I would be a worshiper that honors you in all that I do. Lord, I pray for every decision that's made here this morning. And we just give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll sing page 321. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. Our prayer is that if you are touched by this message, that you will respond with action. If you would like to accept Christ as your Lord, we ask that you pray the following prayer. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I do not deserve eternal life, but I believe that you died and rose from the grave to make me a new creation and to prepare me to dwell in your presence forever. Jesus, come into my life, take control of my life, forgive my sins, and save me. I am now placing my trust in you alone for my salvation, and I accept your free gift of eternal life. If you prayed this prayer with us today, then you know that you are truly saved. We'd love to hear from you so that we might connect in a meaningful way, encouraging you to be active in the local church, and share the same saving message of Jesus Christ. Please feel free to contact our pastor, visit our church, or find a Bible-believing local congregation near you. However you respond, please let us know.